0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. How you doing out there? It is Friday. Thank freaking God. I hope you have a relaxing weekend. I'm going to have one. Let's all be easy on ourselves. I'm just projecting. I need to hear that. I'm being pretty damn easy on myself this week. I went on a vacation. I realized the vacation served its purpose for me. And I got everything I wanted to get out of it. And I missed home. And so I flew home. I didn't stay because I felt bad leaving my, fam- my friend's family and what they might think about it. I just got up and left. I hope that you – I hope I have led by example because there's people that come before me that have led me to be able to do those kinds of things and act not out of selfishness but out of just respect for yourself and not disrespect for anyone else. That's my problem. I feel like so many adults – and by when I say that, I mean parents, people my parents' age, just people who are old as fuck. No offense to my parents for being old, but like I'll be there someday too. But older people doing things they don't want to do. Let's all stop doing things we don't want to do because don't you realize that when you do something for someone else just to make them happy and you are miserable, that it's actually not serving them. It's not at all, and that if you actually st- and by the way, I didn't lie. Did I tell you that yesterday? I didn't lie to her parents to get out, uh, to go home. I didn't say I had some work to do. I didn't say a job came up. I said, I, I'm i busy right now. I'm, I'm not good at taking vacations. I, I realized that I just want to get back and get my life started. You know, I told them the truth. I didn't have to make up something. It's okay to not do what you don't want to do. Your feelings are okay. I'm just telling that to myself because so often I have feelings about something. Oh, I don't want to go to this thing or I don't want to do this thing. And I do it anyway because I'm like, I should want to. And I have such shame about not wanting to do that. That's why I do outdoor activities to find out that I don't want to do them. To like actually learn that, okay, I'm going to test this one more time. Do I like canoeing? Okay, yes, I liked this about it. No, I didn't like this about it. I will never put myself in that situation again where those bad things about canoeing are happening and the other good things I'll chase the good things, which the good things are when it's over. So I'll just always just be joined at the very tail end of a canoe trip. I don't know. I don't know how I kind of um, what I got from the canoe trip of how I do it differently next time. I would just be with my friends. I wouldn't be on a, a trip with a bunch of other people, you know, and I think that's kind of what I learned in this is I don't do as well as I can do and I'm not my best self unless I have control and I gotta let go of some of that. But also, you know, I'm a grown ass woman. I hate when people say that, but I am. I would I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it. But that's not to say that I am not pressured into doing things all of the time and I just need to practice what I preach even more. For instance, tonight, there's a show going on at the Funny Bone. Um this is I am this is Thursday night I'm talking about, but I'm probably gonna be on stage on Friday night and Saturday night too. I am not promoting these shows. I am not guaranteeing you I'm going to be there. Um, I don't know that you want to go sit in a room with a bunch of people who, some of which aren't wearing a mask. I'm risking it because I'm going in with a mask on and I'm leaving immediately. Do you know what I love about that? I don't have to hang out. I love hanging out with the people that I feel safest hanging out with, but I just, I feel guilty that I don't like to hang out and I finally have an excuse not to because it's I can blame it on COVID. But the truth is, I'm not big into just shooting the shit about just, I just want to have real conversations with people. I just want to talk about what's really going on. And it doesn't all need to be in depth and personable and we have to cry and dig at the root of our issues and get to edit our emotions. I just don't want to talk about the weather or... Um, what's how, what my career and, and what I'm up to when you really don't care. Like I, I don't even care about it. Um, I just want to be, it's hard though, because I have to meet new people. I got to make new friends. And in making new friends, you have to try on friends and you can't just jump into a conversation and be like that real right out of the gate. Although all of my best friends, I got there almost instantly. And that's how I knew they were best friends. So tonight I'm going to the funny bone. Three of my friends are going to be up there. Three people I'm really looking forward to seeing. And um, I'll probably just like hang out with them in the parking lot for like 10 minutes. And that'll be enough for me. I think. There's nowhere to really go. But I got to make some new friends. I am reaching out. I am trying to be – not be more social but to be open to more things. Um, especially with men. Um, but I'm also – Really honoring the fact when I am not into something, I am not going to force myself to be into it. No more. I have a couple guys who DM me and if you're thinking it's you, it's not you, but maybe it is, who knows, that expect a little too much and I don't even want to deal with them writing me about this because if it's about you, you'll know, but they just are wanting too much and I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. And some of them get mad and they're like, um, they, they keep DMing me because I've said one nice thing back to the nice thing they said, and then they want to keep it going. And then they do the thing of like, okay, I guess that's as far as the conversation's going to go. Dot, dot, dot. And it's like, yeah, don't fucking try to shame me about it, that you're feeling awkward right now. This was a one-time exchange. And I can tap out at any time. I can be interested in you at any time. And I can change my mind at any time. Guess what? It's happened to me a fuck ton where a guy I like and a guy that I've been like, yeah, I'm open to going on a date with them. I go on a date with them. They're open to going on a date with me. We go on a date. I like them so much. And then they just decide they don't like me anymore and they don't want to do it. And yes, I get bent out of shape and I get upset. But I reserve the right to do that to someone too. They don't have to like me. It's okay. I get frustrated. Yes, what's not to like? But it's, it's not my business. And I try not to take it personally. Uh, so anyone, I will not be with anyone who gives me a tood about not texting them back. Or, you know, this guy that keeps texting me, you know, he probably checks in about once a week at this point. Um, And I, like, he called me the other night. I told you guys about it in Michigan. Or he didn't call me, but um, we, he texted me in, in like, the middle of the night. And he always texts around the time where you can just tell he's wanting to. Touch himself. And, um, and sometimes I'm just not, most of the time, I'm not in the mood for that. If you get a random sex, I mean, it never starts that way. It's always like, how's your family? How are you feeling? What's going on? And within literally two texts, it gets sexual, which I don't hate because he's trying. And honestly, like, it's a little bit flattering. But, um, yeah, it felt really good the other night just to be like, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I don't know you. I'm not gonna do this right now. You can do whatever you want to yourself, but I don't want to see it or do it yet. Cause I don't like know you. And I straight out said that. And I could tell he got a little scared and like, I was going to me to him. Um, because he got really sexual and I shot it down like so hard. Like I'm not comfortable with this. And I meant I'm not comfortable in the way that like, Oh no, you're making me feel sexually threatened. It wasn't that it was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this and I'm not going to do it because you want me to. Like it would be very easy for me to just go along with this and like encourage you to jerk off right now, but I don't give a fuck about your dick and just deal with it on your own. I'm not going to facilitate this in any way. And he responded so well. And, um, and then we had an actual good conversation via text and it felt good to just be like, instead of feeling bad because this guy's hot, this guy's into me, this guy, um, He checks a lot of boxes for me and he wanted to get sexual and usually I would just do it because that's what he wants and I want to be seen that way but it felt way better just being honest. I just didn't care. I think that's the difference between getting older and also I'm just when if I'm not horny I cannot fake it. I mean it's laughable the things I tell you to do yourself via text or that I'd like you to do to me when I'm not horny. It just gets I I can't even think how a horny person talks. I just i i i don't even want to go into it because I feel like it's just I don't want to turn anyone on. But I am really good at saying some filthy stuff when I'm motivated to and actually turned on. But when I'm not, it just it ain't real. Um. So anyway, that's how I'm feeling about that. But I am more open. I did just ask a guy to Facetime with me today. A guy that from my not my my a guy from my past. A dude that I've talked to off and on for like years uh, texted me a hello because I'm sure he saw the picture that I posted of me in a swimsuit that was like super, super tiny. And I don't even, I picked a shot that I'm not even like, oh, I look hot. It just is like funny that I'm in a swimsuit in the woods. But I'm sure people were like, Nikki thinks she's hot because I would do that too. But uh, it's funny, yeah. This guy texted me like hours after I posted that. I'm like, mm, all right, those are connected. But regardless, we had a great conversation. It wasn't overtly sexual right away. And then I was like, this is someone I would want to FaceTime with. I need to FaceTime with more people. And so I asked him to. And he was like, and I even told him, I'm like, listen, I'll probably bail on this because it gives me a lot of anxiety to think about FaceTiming with someone. It's, It's too much. It's like more than even seeing someone in person sometimes because it's, you know, I don't know. A lot of people would argue that that's not true, but there's just something so quiet and private about. Face timing with someone like alone in your room at your parents house so anyway I asked and he was Down so we'll see if it happens if it doesn't I uh, d- do not care I really don't and that feels good Because I'm not going to take it personally I don't think it would be about me honestly I'm Fucking great and I'm fun to FaceTime with so um or at least I convinced myself of that honestly I, I could be terrible to FaceTime with oh shit I just remembered that I left a kombucha in the freezer I've been, I've been back on the kombucha train, which I got off of because it's just so much sugar. And it doesn't taste that good. It kind of reminds me of beer that people convince themselves they like it because they're addicted to it. It has an addictive quality. When I get into them, I just want them all the time. I don't know why. Maybe because they have a trace amount of alcohol in them. I'm just into them. I'm going to go get my kombucha before it freezes. i be right back. I'm back with my frozen kombucha it's it's not fully frozen but yeah I mean using the freezer as like a microwave for cold for cold drinks works out half the time I would say the other half I always explode drinks and um and yeah why isn't there an actual microwave for freezer freezering I'm sure there is a way to do it and um yeah like how is that science not done yet that seems like a like flying cars kind of prediction like how have we not gotten there yet much like the Clueless closet. Remember the closet in Clueless where she just picked out on the thing what her outfit was and then the closet sorted it out? I mean, I know that technology exists and it could happen, but why aren't those like standard in every home? I just really did think that was the future. That you would just, and that would be a nightmare, by the way, if I had all had to keep all my clothes sorted and then in the morning I on an iPad I would have to pick out what outfit I was going to wear and then it all came out. Like, ugh, too much work. Even that is too much work. I guess it could like suggest outfits for you and like learn what you like, but then it would just send me to the drawer where I've stuffed a bunch of Lululemon pants and tie-dye shirts that make me look five years younger than I am. Tie-dye is really helpful for that. Tie-dye is in right now. I don't know if men listening have noticed all women are wearing tie-dye all the time. It is a throwback to our youth. It makes us feel nostalgic. It is just you look younger if you wear tie-dye. I realize so much about how old you look is how you dress, especially when you have a mask on, dude. I can look in my late 20s easily by how I dress. Um, it's, But then if I reveal my face, it's like, oh, that woman's been through some shit. Not that I have an old face, although people are sending me so many pictures of women who look like me and they're all very old. And that's OK. That is where it's headed. I do plan on living long enough where my face does get old and that is fine but you're jumping the gun a little bit. Be a little bit nicer with the me, the, the, the me twos, the, with the, um, not me's you send me. It was a thing I used to do on my Instagram where I'd post pictures of girls who looked like me and I'd call it not me. And there's so many. And then it did started to get insulting, but all the women that you're sending now, no one even says, this is you old. They just say, not me. And I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. Not me. That woman's got uh 15 years on me. Have a little respect. That woman's smarter than me and has her life together more because that's me in 15 years. Um, I wonder what I'll be like in 15 years. I feel like it'll I'll, I'll be pretty good to go. I'm, I'm on a mad dash to get to a place where I am perfectly content with my life and have zero stress. <laughs> that's like that's ever possible. But I have definitely re- – I am a woman, you guys. I am a fucking woman. I was – being in Michigan, there were these teens throwing a party in the next house And I wanted to be at that party more like in a gross, not a gross way, like, ooh, I want to go flirt with boys. I wanted to be at a teen party so bad. What is that? I don't want to socialize with my friends at the Funny Bone, but I want to go to a teen party where we're around a bonfire listening to songs and like flirting. Okay, maybe I do want to flirt with boys, but not teen boys. But I just want to be in a a situation where everything is so lighthearted and you're not worried about the world. I just want to harken back to a simpler time. And everyone was laughing at me and and my friend's family because I was like looking at this party and truly like I would give anything to get in a time machine and be 18 again and go to this party. I think I just missed out on it when I was a teen. I didn't get to flirt with enough boys and I just or have enough fun like that. And I really long for it. But I'm not I'm I don't fit. There's some part of me that still thinks that if I walk by a group of 15 year old girls, on the sidewalk in Michigan that they might be like, hey, come hang out with us and let's talk about stuff and like talk about boys and Taylor Swift. And there's part of me that thinks that they might be able to see in me that I'm one of them, but I'm not. I'm, I'm their mom's age, a lot of them, if their moms had them at very young ages. That's wild. And yet I still feel like I belong and I wanna belong. And I feel so sad, so sad that I'm never gonna get to be a teenager again. Does anyone else have this? I know Michael Jackson had like a thing about wanting to be a kid forever. I want to be a teen forever. Uh, and and I was not a sexual. It's not about sexual. It's almost like when I was a teen, I was devoid of sexuality. And I didn't feel I liked boys and stuff, but I wasn't boy crazy I didn't feel body obsessed. I know a lot of teens, that's when that all starts. Mine started like when I was 18, was the obsession with my body and my looks and trying to be a certain way. Before then, it was just about having fun with friends. So maybe I did get a lot of it and I just want to go back to that. And I have. I mean, that's why I went up to fucking Michigan to hang out with my high school friend at a place where I only remember being in high school. But on the plane ride home today, I heard the male flight attendant who is younger than me, slightly younger than me, tell the guy behind me, Wait for this lady to go and turn talking about me. Hey, here's a newsflash to all you men out there or anyone out there. Don't call a woman a lady. It's not that lady, this lady. It's mean. It's, it, that is um, ageist. <laughs> just call me a girl. And I'm going to start doing that to other women and calling them girls. Because being a girl, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean you're arrested development. Being a lady, it's just like, She's a crazy lady. Like lady just ha- implies old and um not dignified. I know that, that all these things are not connotated in that word when people use it, but for me that's when I heard myself referred to as a lady, I just I was so sad. And I remember the first time I got ladyed. It was by a young a young kid was playing with my purse in line at the bank and his mom. And this was when I was like 28. And his mom goes, don't play with that lady's purse. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a lady. It's just overnight you go from a girl to a lady. Well, I'm not there yet. I am not there yet. I i am um, taking care of three dogs right now. My parents are out of town for the night. And um, I have to go walk them. Dogs are such a pain in the ass. Um, they, I can't believe they haven't barked. I had to, I taped another episode before this. And they were barking throughout the whole thing. I'm working on a new bit about how you don't want to die during this time because you don't want to have a Zoom funeral. You don't want like your eulogy interrupted by a barking dog because someone has to go get an Amazon package and they're like, oh, he hates the FedEx driver. I'll be right back to tell you how her face lit up a room. So that's that. I um Yeah, but I just feel constant guilt with dogs. Constant of like they're so bored when I'm probably just projecting onto them. They're not, Wait, well, you no, know, they're bored. I mean I got home today from this trip I flew all morning from five and then I landed at nine and um and I went right back to bed and my dogs and my parents left and my dogs just wanted to like hang out and like have fun and they were looking at me like like well they just wanted to be teens and go play and I was like an old lady who needed to get her nap so I napped and they just like slept on top of me. They just sit on top of me waiting for me to wake up again. I feel like a depressed mom who sleeps all day. Like sometimes I take naps during the day and my dogs are so like just waiting for mama to wake up from her fucking depression nap. And I, it just bums me out. And that's why I'm sometimes like I shouldn't have kids because if I napped they'd be like we have to leave mom alone. She has her white noise machine on. Don't wake mom. Um, But moms mom's be napping. You can nap if you're a mom. I will That is one thing i will not there's a person at my front door hold on one second it's probably just a package that's so weird i get an alert on my phone when there's a person at the door and i'm alone here and they should not get as close to send off the alert let's see what it is it's definitely a package or it's someone to No, they left what did they drop off who knows why is someone approaching the door right now like that wasn't even a package who was that? Oh, yes, it was a package. What the fuck did, they, did I get sent? A shark? Is that a vacuum? I told my mom she could buy a vacuum and I'd pay for it because our vacuum is shit. Um, but I don't see her purchasing one and taking me up on that. My mom does not like me to pay for things. I have to go. What I was going to tell you was yesterday I was walking along this, like, looking at all these yachts on, a, on our way back from the farmer's market and me and my friend Hala, we're looking at all these names of boats. There's one called the Motivation Six to to let us know that this guy has five other boats and that they're all called Motivation because that having boats in, is what motivates him to keep working and ignore his family and spend long hours at the office and not have to raise his own kids. It's all for... It's motiv- like... It was just, it's just so lame. The names of boats are so lame. So we were walking along and there was this one boat that had on, written on it N-E-H-I. Okay, that's the name of the boat, N-E-H-I. How would you say that? Say that to yourself right now. What do you think that is? Okay, great guess. So I just was talking out loud and trying to be funny and make my friend laugh. And I was like, "Neh, neh, oh, I can't wait to set sail on the neh." I'm like how do you fucking say that boat name that's so stupid the boat's abandoned there's no one in it but there's people in the boat next to it playing scrabble or something and the guy goes it's knee high and I was like oh okay and I was legit about to say well if you can't pronounce it that's a bad boat name if I have to be corrected we gotta all admit you know it. I know it. Bad boat name. And I was going to talk some shit about this boat to this guy who had the boat next to it. And he probably knows that the nihi is a terrible name for a boat too. So I was trying to like, you know, just make this guy laugh next to next to the boat. But there was something in me that was like, hold on. Don't go too far here. The the captain of the Nehe could be anywhere. And I said, is that your, I just knew. I go, is that your boat? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, uh, good to know, because I was literally about to trash it so much. I wish I would have, because it would make for a better story if I just trashed this guy's boat name and said like, "You spent all that money on a boat and you name it the Nih." But I, there was something that I sensed that this guy has. He's probably had to. I think it was probably the tone in which he was like, "It's knee high." Like he has to just, you know, correct people constantly because they're like, "Oh, um, so is, are you taking the Nih?" and he's just like knee high it's knee high um and what a terrible name for a boat anyway god men with money white men with tons of money naming boats some of the lamest comedy you'll ever see there should be a book of just shitty boat names will you guys send me some boat names you've heard of that are just terrible and let's start with the nina the pinta and the santa marina those should have been named motivation one two and three <laughs> um yeah so the nehe is a terrible name um that's all I had for you today have a good weekend I'm going to have one I'll talk to you on Monday you know that thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for sending all your notes thank you for all the lovely things you guys say thank you for sending clumps of your hair thank you for sending me notes about things that I say on here that are funny that you think I should turn into bits I can't read back to all of you I truly get hundreds and hundreds of dms and I'm not bragging but it's like every episode I get every day I get hundreds of dms and it is a it's a job I enjoy but it is a job to look through all of them so if I don't if you write something very passionate and like bear your soul to me I am so appreciative of that you have no clue like I know what that I know that feeling to feel that way about someone's work and about a podcast they put out and how uh, intensely you feel about it and how you appreciate it. And I want you to know I appreciate you writing me that so freaking much because I know what it takes to do that. And I know how much you must like it to want to write that. So if I can't get back to everyone, but I promise you if I do get to your note, it like touches me so much. And I don't want to discourage you from sending it because it it does mean something to me. It doesn't go to some assistant um, I do try to read all my DMS. I just can't write back to all of them. Cause like I said, there's hundreds and just writing something personal back to each one would take hours and hours out of my day. That's the only reason I don't, but I do skim them over and I read them as much as I can. And they are so, so nice. And to the people who are not nice, even those people, I love you because there was this girl the other day, let me tell you a story. A girl the other day wrote me and was like, listen, all your podcast is, is you complaining. And All you do is um, talk about how other people's success threatens you and it's just really not a good look. And I'm just saying to you, I I know I'm going to be some asshole fan that you are going to make fun of for being an asshole and writing you a mean letter. I'm sure you're going to read this on your show. And I'm sorry to paraphrase it. I would read it because it ended up being such a good conversation because at first I was like, oh, God, God. they're seeing me for what I am I'm not talented I just get on and like ramble and I have nothing to really contribute all my biggest fears about this podcast which is very self-serving to talk for an hour every day five days a week and not really have a agenda I mean I really don't have an agenda it's just to maybe entertain people and make them feel less I mean I guess I do have an agenda but she just said a lot of things that I fear about myself already and reiterated them and she wasn't wrong and I said I totally don't think you're an asshole because I didn't and I was like, this actually is helpful for me. I tried to find in it the what I wanted the good in it and what I could take from it. And the fact that she listens, I know she doesn't hate me. She listened to the whole thing. So by virtue of her even listening to podcasts, you don't listen to something for that long that you absolutely hate. And she even offered me the thing of I'm probably projecting, which was really sweet and self aware. And I didn't even give her that. I didn't even say that. I was just like, these are great points. Thank you. And she was like, dude, thank you for writing me back. I'm having a rough day. I really took it out on you. My car is almost being towed. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, God damn it. I hope your car's not towed. And I literally said a prayer for this girl that her car wasn't towed because, and this was a girl who just kind of wrote me to to tell me to straighten up and fly right. Like, there, it, it could have turned into me blocking her. In the past, when people wouldn't have criticized anything I do, even in a gentle way, I just fuck you, block you, bye. So she wasn't wrong to assume I might think that, but I. I didn't do that instead I was just like thanks I'm gonna actually try to improve on some of the things you're not wrong and the reason I'm so upset by your message is because you're fucking right and you're making me hold up a mirror to myself so um so I honestly I said a prayer for this girl to not get her car towed and I meant it and it was so nice to send that energy out into the world to like a complete stranger who otherwise I would have had a uh, just an animosity towards And blocked them And thought about that message all day But I didn't think about her even until now And that's a good thing Because that means I'm, I'm not wishing her ill I, want, I don't want any resentments I'm so glad to have made up with any friend That I was fighting with last week My mom and I are good Andrew and I are good Everyone in my life I feel like I don't I don't have any really pressing apologies to make Yes there are some people that I'm still not talking to and it's weird between us but it's from stuff you know months or years ago nothing freshly unresolved but there is stuff that I got to get to and apologize for I'm just dreading it because apologizing out of the blue is awkward let's just straight up say it I got an apology from this guy who um I used to what I used to do sorry I'm trying to catch a fly that's why I'm like stilted all of a sudden um I'm not gonna kill you I'm literally saying that for you guys. I want you to know I'm not killing a fly. I don't kill flies and I don't kill worms. By the way, have you guys seen me rescuing worms on the sidewalk? Everyone needs to start rescuing worms. Like if you see a worm, that's my new thing. I'm spreading, it's good luck. I wanna make like a break your mother's back kind of superstition around it. If you see a worm struggling and it's not fully dried yet and you see it wiggling, if you don't put it in some mud and find it some shade, you are gonna, bad things are gonna happen. A bad thing will happen to you. It's you. I want that to be a new superstition. Why isn't it one? someone actually sent me a video of um seven years in Tibet that Brad Pitt movie which I saw a clip of and I'm like Jesus Christ I gotta go back and watch this Brad Pitt was so fucking hot in this and I never saw that movie and that was like prime Brad Pitt anyway in one scene there's some monks like digging some shit and they're digging up the earth and they they can't dig because they keep like hitting worms and killing worms and they're like we can't injure worms they're sacred and I was like okay so maybe this is already a thing that we just need to promote more Anyway, I got an apology from a guy um like two months ago he was a guy in St. Louis who when I first started on the comedy scene here he was very he was not very nice to me he was a lot older than me not a lot older but just in terms of comedy years he was like a top dog in town an upperclassman and I was like a lowly freshman and he and this other person she was the ringleader but like he was kind of in her camp and they just hated me and wouldn't talk to me and I could tell we're constantly talking shit about me and all this stuff. And I was constantly talking about shit about them too, because they hated me and I didn't know why. And and also I was kind of a, a bitch, whatever. Um, so he wrote to me to apologize for all of that. And since then we've become friends. It was kind of weird. Like in the years we've patched up and, and laughed about that time, but then he needed to, on top of that, write another like thorough apology. It was so nice. It was this long letter, but it was out of nowhere. And it made me like, Oh my gosh, what's he going through? You know? And I was like, is this, uh, are you in a, uh, uh, are you doing a thing where you have to apologize to people from your past? Like, is there, a, and he was like, nope, this is just actually, just felt bad about it and wanted to correct it. I was like, that is fucking cool. And I have so much love for this guy now because of that, even though it was an email that was out of the blue, it was probably uncomfortable to write. So I don't know. I don't know what my point is here. I've got to, I've got to write some emails, this is my point. I have some apologizing, a to do. And it feels good once you do it, but God. Is it don't. It's like uh, I'm. I'm thinking about some of the, some of the apologies I have to make for my behavior and talking to people who I haven't talked to in so long. You know when you just haven't talked to someone in so long, you even. It's not even like the the animosity is fresh. It's just like we're done here. It's dead. So you even contacting them would be so weird. That's what I mean. I got to do that. So you know, baby steps. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope we got something out of this today. I know I did. Thanks for letting me ramble. You're the best. Um, trying to think of any final thoughts. I'm going on tour. Come see me, my dad, Andrew Collin, Ari Finling, and Emil Joaquim all on tour doing outdoor shows, August 27th through the 30th. Um, you can get those tickets now. They're all available on my website, NikkiGlazer.com. And, um, we'll see how it goes. Oh my god. I'm only excited about it. I'm not dreading anything I say yes to anymore until I don't like it and then I leave. But leading up to it, no more dread. I am only excited about going on the road with my dad and spending four days and traveling almost six hours in between each gig and setting up again and doing a show, sometimes two shows. It's going to be grueling, but it's four days and it's going to be fly by and... My sister said it best. She's. I was like, can dad take this? I mean, his back, his sciatica, he's older. And she was like, dad has more energy than we do. If any old man can take it, he can. And it's like, you're right. I got to do this. So I'm doing it for my dad. No, I'm not. I'm doing it. Yes, I am. I mean, I'll have fun too. There's no doubt about it. I got some good jokes cranking and ready to go. But I got to go run those now with a mask on. Have a good weekend. Squirt, squirt, gac This has been a Comedy Central podcast.